episode. We are back. We are back. We are back. Thank you guys for joining us for yet another episode of the podcast. If you are new to this show, this show is called Polar Opposites because my co-host Dante and I, we talk about a variety of different topics. We talk about politics, pop culture, entertainment. There's always something for everybody and this show goes into it all. So thank you for being here. We have a link in the description where you guys can send us anonymous questions. So if you have a question, a comment or a concern about this episode or about the show, feel free to let us know. We love communicating with you guys. We hope that you guys enjoyed hearing our Q&A episodes where we read off some of your anonymous questions. And I have to emphasize that it is anonymous. Many of you might think that we can see who it is that's sending these in. I can promise you we will get sued (laughs) or something if we're revealing (laughs) stuff that we shouldn't reveal. And honestly, it truly is anonymous because there's no place where y'all are entering your name. So how would we know who it is that's sending it? But nevertheless, it is anonymous and it's fun. So please do attach the city that you're listening from or even the country or continent that you're listening from as well. We love seeing where y'all are from and it's cool to just see how we're reaching so many people. So we appreciate that. So as usual, follow us on our social media all of that is linked in the description and get into the show dante 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 what's going on with you tired i'm tired but i'll get into that more and off my chest (laughs) you know still out here thriving and surviving how are you i'm good i'm tired as well hopefully y'all can't hear it in my voice but i think i come on here and pretend not to be tired even though i am it is what it is it is what it is but we have a lot of good topics to get into a lot of interesting stuff that's happening in the news so we will get into that in a second but we read all of y'all's letters like we're out of letters so y'all send us more we need some more letters so we can do our listener letter section but until then i guess we can move on to off my chest. Justin's got to get off his chest. Dante has got to get off his chest. Justin and Dante got to get it off their chest. All right. Thank you, Julia. So off my chest, Dante, you teased a little bit about your off my chest. What's going on? Well, so like I said, I'm a little tired and it's getting back to this I hate this term, new normal. Went back to my office for the first time in like 15, 16 months mm-hmm. and um, getting used to this schedule of, you know, being in different days, working from home different days. It's kind of throwing off my feng shui. <laughs> it's, Your mo- energy. it's moving the spirit. Yeah, it's moving the spirit in a bunch of different directions. So I'm kind of trying to find the balance. So that's why I'm a little tired, mm-hmm. you know, working out at different times of the day and night and all this stuff. It's It's catching up with me a little bit, but I think... I think the batteries will reset soon and I'm just going to, you know, get some rest this weekend and take it easy and hopefully we'll get back to thriving, like I said. Right. Yeah. Just a little tired. That's off my chest. And I think that's these companies need to understand that it might be difficult for people to get back into the flow of things because we've been so used to working from home. You know, a lot of people been used to working from home and, uh, you know, you don't have that commute anymore to work you know you can put in a load of laundry while you're at home all these different things that you're able to do because you're in the comfort of your own home and now it's getting back into the office and interacting with people i bet a bunch of people lost some social skills you know they don't know how to talk to somebody anymore if it's not through a screen right and your clothes too like you can just wear a shirt i don't know if you have to like wear a nice shirt or anything but you don't have to be wearing pants and nobody would know and now you have to wear pants i hope you showed up to work with pants on i don't know how you do i will not uh confirm nor deny (laughs) your allegations right now (laughs) oh my god it's like 
daylight savings almost or coming back from another country where there's a time difference and being jet lagged and having to readjust so it's hard for that first couple of days or maybe for that first couple of weeks but then eventually you do get into your rhythm again and everything becomes like you said the new normal so if many of you guys are going back to your jobs that have been virtual how has that been for y'all because it's an adjustment for a lot of people because a lot of people may be preferred working virtual than actually having to interact with people in person and deal with all of the stuff that comes along with that. So if you've made that transition, how has that been for you guys? What you said is a perfect way to describe it. It's like jet lag. That is a perfect way to describe it. It's like having jet lag. Mm -hmm. So we're going to push through because we're some survivors over here. Like the Destiny's Child song said, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm a survivor. I'm not going to give up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I wish I remembered the rest of the lyrics. But yeah, you did a good job. I'm proud of you, actually. Not their best work. Not their best work. You know, that's interesting. You know, Beyonce actually wrote that song. So what are you trying to say? (laughs) Uh, Lose my breath is better. That's what I'm trying to say. I agree. See? For any of you guys that know music, we're getting into some, some, not even deep cuts, some good songs from Destiny's Child. So if any DC fans are out there, let us know right in in the anonymous link. Oh, hold on. Before Before you move on, unpopular opinion here. The best DC song, well, my favorite DC song is Is She the Reason? That beat goes so hard. It's on uh, the Destiny Fulfilled album, their last album. Mm. Go check it out. For me, off my chest, other than being tired, I'm fine. Um, I feel like people are going to call me a hypocrite. I don't know if you guys that follow us on the podcast page saw, but I upgraded my laptop. And y'all know me. I preach it on the podcast all the time. Capitalism will not kill me. I always say it and I live it every single day. I held on to this laptop for as long as I could until it couldn't work anymore. So I finally decided to upgrade. I posted it on the podcast page and people were like, man, I couldn't believe this is happening. Um... (laughs) People are calling me a hypocrite. I don't think I'm a hypocrite because I'm not praising Apple or anything. I just simply updated my laptop. So for anybody that finds it hypocritical for me to preach about capitalism, but then give my money to Apple, I don't know. I feel like I did it for the right reasons. And I feel like there comes a point in life where certain things you just got to upgrade. Maybe you upgrade your flip phone and get you a smartphone. Maybe you get you a nicer car. It's time to upgrade with this laptop. It's on its last leg. You know, it got me through college. You know, it got me through some important papers that I had to write. And, you know, it did its thing. But right now, with what I'm trying to do in the future, I need some more power. I need the MacBook, or I call it a black book, actually. I don't call it a MacBook because since I'm black, you know, I'm reclaiming the name, calling it a black book, put my fist of righteousness up in the air. Like, I'm not playing. <laughs> like, if they're going to take my money, I'm going to reclaim the name and call it a black book. So as far as y'all know, it's called a black book pro, a pro black book. See what I did there? But um, yeah, that's how it is for me. So, you know, since I am working on other secret projects that y'all don't know about yet, and I'll be going back to school, like I'm going to need a laptop with better capabilities. So For the next 10 years, this computer should last me. So we shall see. There is nothing wrong with upgrading and getting something better, doing something better. I think that people that call you a a hypocrite or hating on you for it, you know, they just have low ambition. (laughs) You know, there's not uh, for real. There's nothing wrong with upgrading. You can afford it. Right. Do what you want to do. Yeah. I talked about that last week's episode. Don't don't uh, talk about what Justin got or what Dante got because you can't get it. That don't sit right with my soul. I don't think you should do some introspection. And I know you're going to say you don't think that those people are coming from that angle. But if they were, just know I'm in a mood today. Let's go. 
<laughs> I, I mean, if people are jealous, I really don't care. I feel like everybody has a MacBook these days. So when they saw me post, I'm sure they're like, okay, I've had one for years. So it wasn't even to brag. I just wanted people to know because anybody that knows me and the laptop I had before knows that we've been through it. So it's been a journey and now the journey is evolving. So now I'm having to adjust to the Apple infrastructure. So that's been interesting. But I don't know if y'all have a old something that y'all need to upgrade. Go ahead and upgrade. Get something new and enjoy your new product or whatever. Look at this Beyonce adjacent podcast, you know, talking about upgrading you and everything like that. Guys, look at this. Wow. I know it's not even intentional, but, you know, I guess the fan in me rubs off on the show. I guess that's a good thing. But um, let's talk about Subway. So my friend sent me an article about Subway and Subway is under some controversy because they're saying that whatever they've been putting in their tuna isn't actually tuna. So a lot of people are upset because they're like, if this isn't tuna, then what is this? Subway fighting back this morning against claims that it's tuna sandwiches don't actually have any tuna. Subway's tuna salad sub doesn't actually have tuna or fish in it. In a startling lawsuit, two customers in California claim that the tuna sandwich does not contain tuna or have any ingredient that constitutes tuna. No tuna in the tuna? Subway customers coast to coast want to know what's going on. That's insane. I mean, no tuna in a tuna fish sandwich? That's odd. How could you not have tuna in tuna? Subway insists 100% wild-caught tuna, 100% delicious. So my thing when I first read the story, I was like, I don't know why this is a big deal because there's a lot of food products that we eat that are marketed in a certain way, but it's actually not what we think it actually is. (laughs) I don't know why this is so surprising that there's a chance that that's not real tuna. You know, all these companies like to cut corners and maybe it's expensive to actually get legit tuna into Subway stores. So there's another cheaper alternative And they're going to go with that as long as it pays their bills. Capitalism won't kill me. And I hope that whatever they're putting in their tuna won't kill y'all either. I think you missed the most important part of what came out in that article. They said that the study found there is no detectable traces of tuna DNA in the sandwiches that they tested. Did the tuna in the tuna sandwiches that we tested actually contain tuna? Yes, they did. They did. Yes, we confirmed that tuna was definitely in all three samples we received. So there it is. Based on our test, we found when you buy tuna at Subway, you're getting tuna. Subway says the tuna they use is 100% real and that there is simply no truth to the allegations in that lawsuit. So what are they putting? <laughs> what are they feeding y'all? Is it dolphin meat? Is it is it not even aquatic? Is it a land animal that they're feeding you? Me personally, I've only eaten at Subway twice in my life that I can recall. I don't believe that protein should be cold. So I don't like hoagies, as we call them here, or subs, uh, heroes, whatever y'all call them in your part of the world. I don't believe that protein should be cold. So that's never been my jam. Good for y'all. I don't know what you're eating, but apparently, allegedly, through scientific studies, it ain't tuna. (laughs) I ain't even going to hypothesize on what it might be because I ain't trying to get sued on here.
You know what? It's funny because this is kind of making the case for all the vegans out there. Because I feel like in our society, we kind of view vegans and vegetarians as these self-righteous people that are always turning their nose down on people that eat meat or eat unhealthy. They're like, ugh, you eat meat? Oh, my God. I feel like (laughs) a lot of vegans are snobs and they're like, see, I told y'all, y'all need to come over here, come over to the green side and, you know, get you some vegan foods and all this stuff. But I don't know if you have a vegan budget, go for it. Man, being vegan, they're like people that do CrossFit. They just have to talk to talk about it all the time. Like, well, you know, I went vegan in uh, 2016 and ever since, like, okay, that's cool. Or, you know, I go to CrossFit every seven <laughs> days a week for 20 hours out the day. Like, yeah, that's cool, man. Uh, you don't have to tell me about it. You don't got to push it on me. Like, just say that you enjoy it, you know? Right. You don't have to try and convert me. You make it sound like a cult. Well, you know, that comes from animals or it's a byproduct of something that comes from it. I don't care about none of that. I'm still going to eat steak. I'm still going to eat seafood. I don't care about none of that. A whole carnivore over well, here. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, we have a carnivore well, yeah, on the I, podcast. I'm a, I'm a carnivore, sure, but I do enjoy fruits and vegetables. Of course, don't get it twisted. That's how you got. Mm-hmm. That's how you got to stay healthy <laughs> out in these streets. You know what I mean? Right. A meat only diet is probably not the best for you, especially red meat. They say that that's not really that good to be eating. We only live once, Justin. We cannot live in fear. Do we? Not live in fear. I don't know about that. I haven't died yet. I can't confirm. I cannot confirm hey, nor deny it, that it, assertion. You're brave enough to test the theory. I don't want you to do it, but I can't. I can't tell another grown man what to do. I've never seen somebody test the hey. theory, but hey, <laughs> if something happens and you come back, you taught me something. Hey, when my time comes and if I come back, I'll let you know somehow, some way that we live more than once. I don't know. We live once. Who knows? But um, <laughs> what do y'all think? Are y'all still going to eat at Subway? That's only one thing on their menu. So there's plenty of other options for you guys that love Subway. Maybe it doesn't have to be tuna, but maybe it's something else. Or maybe this story makes you not want to eat there at all. Yeah. And like you said, it's one thing on their menu, but that would lead a person like me to be like, OK, so this is the thing that got tested and it's not what they say it is, allegedly. So... Mm-hmm. What else are you lying about? Is this bread really bread? Or is it sawdust? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's where my mind goes. So, just Oh, my saying. God. I'm putting on the tinfoil hat. Hey, investigate. I feel like this is good that they're doing this. I just don't know what compelled them after all these years to finally research the tuna. Whereas somebody curious and they're like researching random. Because that's weird. How did this come about in the first place? (laughs) Nobody ever thinks about this. There's always these arbitrary studies that come out of nowhere. Who is studying this and why? Because somebody found a blowhole in a tuna sandwich. And they were like... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. They found flipper in their sandwich. And they had questions. A whole fan. Yep, they had questions. A dolphin jaw or something. I don't know. But hey, the people that are testing, I'm glad that y'all did it. Now people are questioning and it's good to question everything. But um, that's it for Subway. I just wanted to start with something light. Not that this is a dark episode, but it's always good to start the pod with something to make you laugh, something to make you think, as always. Something to make you feel good. I, I just wanted to feel good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shout out to Jada. Shout out to Jada. I just wanted to feel good. Woo. All right. So we're talking about Billie Eilish, mm-hmm. or as Justin calls her, Billie Eilish. This past week. Billie Eilish began facing backlash after clips allegedly showed her mouthing along to anti-Asian slurs in a song and imitating an Asian accent and using a black scent. Theme song at the beginning of all David Dobrik videos. This shit is funny as fuck. Hey, Billie, why are you speaking with an accent? Huh? Beanie comes in, he watches a lot of these David Dobrik videos. <laughs> what are you doing? You sound nothing like yourself. Because that's how I talk. 
That's how I talk. It's nothing like you. It is. It's fake as shit. So those are clips that you can go find them on BuzzFeed. They were on TikTok. And on Monday, she took to her Instagram to release an Instagram press release, like a lot of people do when they want to apologize for stuff. And she said, in quote, many of you have been asking me to address this. This is something I want to, in all capitals, address because I am being labeled as something I am not. She said there's a video going around of her that's edited from when she was 13 or 14 and she was mouthing words from a song at the time. She didn't know the terms were derogatory and against members of the Asian community. She said that she is appalled and embarrassed and want to barf that she ever mouthed those words. Uh, this was the only time that she ever really heard the word she goes on to say, and it was never used around her by her family. You know, she says, regardless of my ignorance and age at the time, it does not excuse the fact that what she did was hurtful and she apologizes. Then she goes on to address the black scent and saying, speaking in silly gibberish in my made up voice is something I started doing as a kid and have done my whole life when talking to my pets, friends and family. In no way is it an imitation of anyone or any language, accent or culture in the slightest. <laughs> anyone who has seen me goofing around with my voices my whole life would know this. You want to get at this, Justin? Yeah, so a lot of her fans were coming to her defense and they were saying that, oh, she was just making mouth noises. This isn't a big deal. Why are they trying to cancel her? Why are they trying to cancel everybody? And I'm not Asian, so I'm not going to pretend to know what's offensive to their community and what's not. I was reading comments and I saw that a, an Asian person said, why are people pretending that she wasn't imitating an Asian accent? And they were saying that they accept her apology, but people should hold her accountable and stop trying to like go easy on her just because they like her. I don't know. It just goes to show that, you know, in this social media age, when you put stuff out there, people are going to respond to it. And in turn, people may want to cancel you for certain things that they deem offensive. So I think that this is a cautionary tale for people. Be careful of what you post because people can bring it up at any time and try and go on a witch hunt and try and cancel you. So she's young. So a lot of people are saying that she was young at the time. She might have been below 18. I don't know. Regardless of your age, you always have to be careful of how things may come across to other people. What you deem as playful or innocent, people might deem as offensive. And you just have to be aware of that, especially now. I think that with this generation that's coming up now, I think that they have to honestly take a digital literacy exam or course. I know that in my school, we had like a technology class where we played on the computer. And I feel like whenever people are in elementary school and in high school and all that, there should be a digital class where they learn about, you know, consent and screenshotting and the ability to be canceled and all of this type of stuff. I feel like it's important to teach those things to people early that way if they get older they're more aware of how people can perceive the stuff that they're putting out into the world i can't really say too much other than it's good that she addressed it because i think staying silent would do more harm uh you brought up an excellent point screenshot and change the game like it's kind of hard to deny something if people have uh you know proof of it in your own text or your own image whatever the case may be um i I agree, right? It's kind of wrong to uh, co-op somebody's feelings and feel outraged for them in a sense. Like you can have empathy for somebody and how something affected them, but to be to be outraged for them. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, 
like you said, I mean, it's it's good that she got out ahead of it and addressed it. And I always hope when people issue apologies like this, that it's coming from a place of contrition and they're doing it because they truly feel that, not because, oh, how is this going to affect my sales? How is this going to affect my personal brand? I hope the first thought they have is, I feel bad about what I did and let me go apologize to people that are offended, right? I, I hope it's genuine. I don't know the girl. I never met her. So I can't tell you if it's genuine or not because I don't know her. I didn't hear her say anything. You know, this was a a typed up thing. It's not like it was a video. And, you know, there's people out there that can analyze somebody's body language when they're talking. And, you know, there's a famous thing about, oh, uh, when Bill Clinton was talking about Monica Lewinsky, he moved his head to the left a couple times. Like, you know what I mean? It was like, that's how we knew he was lying. Like, okay, sure. There's Mm -hmm. none of that with this. You know, if she offended people out there that that it's up to them whether they want to uh, accept her apology. And like I said, I hope she was sincere about it. And that's about it with that. I will say, though, this has not been a good moment for Billy because she has an album coming out next month and her latest single fell 50 spots on the Hot 100. People are not interested. She released a new song and in the video she's like twerking in some underwear with some girls. I'm like, I don't know what this is, but people are not interested. It fell 50 spots and that's a big deal, especially an artist as big as her. It shows that that single, at least people are not interested. So with this cancellation stuff coming up and how people are like projecting her album to maybe not do as well as her debut she's kind of under a lot of pressure and it's tough yeah i mean it kind of came at a very horrible moment for her i'm glad that i came of age in a time where i was more grown up whenever instagram and all this stuff came out because i feel like even though i wasn't ever problematic or immature you never know the type of stuff that you'll think is appropriate to post and then you look stupid when you look down years later and you're like why did i do that so i'm glad and i'm privileged in the sense that i wasn't growing up with social media the way that these kids are (laughs) they have a smartphone in their hands from the second they can walk and talk and whatever so it's a different time so you made a good point about like when you were coming up i'm a couple years older than you but i can tell you right now i'm very glad that uh Snapchat and Instagram didn't exist when I was uh, in middle school and in high school because, man, <laughs> that would have led to I, I would have led to some bad things <laughs> for me. Ooh. If, if Snapchat existed back then. Yeah, man. Ooh, God knows what he's doing. He, he might not be on your time, but he's always on time. So <laughs> I'm glad he didn't give me that. Tweet. Right. <laughs> I don't know what to say. So y'all be careful out there. I know our listeners are smart. We always say that. We're good. We don't have to preach to you guys, but preach to your younger siblings because I don't know what they're posting. (laughs) All right. You ready to move (laughs) on to the next cancellation? Yes. All right. So uh, last weekend, a lot of the female listeners fave Michael B. Jordan uh, announced he was coming out with a rum line. And male listeners. That's very true, too. (laughs) <laughs> that that yeah you know what that was yep you got it a lot of people's favorite uh, for reasons i don't understand if we're talking right. about off the strength of just acting but anyway n- no shade no shade michael b jordan announced that he would be starting a rum line and named it after a caribbean carnival uh celebration so he named it as a tribute and um the history of this it's a french creole word and it means daybreak I don't want to sit here and try to pronounce the name of it because I'll mess it up. So it's all good. And he's saying that the rum was crafted on the same islands and it's a tribute to starting the party. Um, but a lot of people took issue that he was trademarking the term of this festival that's held every year and has been held for, you know, many decades. And people not being able to use it anymore 
for advertising when he has no connection to the word, to the region, and he's just using it for the name of his rum brand, which is obviously going to generate money. So this is an interesting case of appropriation. How do you feel about this, Justin? Where do you weigh in on this being called appropriation? I feel like this is a textbook example of cultural appropriation. You're taking something that you have no cultural ties to, you're trademarking it and profiting off of something that really doesn't have anything to do with you. Um, I think that's cultural appropriation. I think that that's textbook. I think that people just have to be careful with other people's culture. I think that a lot of people think that other cultures are trendy and edgy and cool. So sometimes they don't realize how by trademarking something that isn't tied to your culture, it's offensive to other people because it's like, who are you to trademark something that you have nothing to do with? And I see how people could be offended and rightfully so. I couldn't imagine if somebody took something that was close to my culture and trademarked it and tried to profit off of it. It's like, nah, you can't do that. So I think I saw an update that said that he's now going to change the name. And I think I saw Nicki Minaj had Instagrammed a caption and in it was telling Michael B. Jordan to change the name as well. And people were coming at Nicki Minaj and saying, aren't you a cultural appropriator? So it's like the pot calling the kettle black. Make that make sense. Yeah, I I think you're right. This is a textbook example of what people mean when they talk about cultural appropriation. Um, He has no ties to that area. Um, and he's just using something another culture built for profit. Like I come on here and me and Justin have had these conversations off the pod and a little bit on the pod. And sometimes we don't see eye to eye on what would be deemed as appropriation, because I feel like sometimes people go too hard on it and, you know, can say any little thing is appropriation. Like, oh, you can't listen to that song anymore because they're playing guitars and your people didn't invent guitars or you can't, you know, like I just feel like sometimes it gets boiled down too much that you people will start making stupid points and you won't be able to do anything anymore without somebody side eyeing you. But this is, uh, you know, trademarking the name of a festival, um, you know, a celebration of a group of people and you have no ties to it and it's a money grab. Then yeah, I agree. That's, that's not right. And that's appropriation. That's like, if you release a clothing line named Kimono and you're not of Asian descent. Right. I think I think Kim uh, Kardashian I, did I was that. about to say, yeah, you know, I think Kim Kardashian did that. So it's the same thing. It's the same thing. So if y'all gave her a lot of grief, keep that same energy for this guy that y'all like so much. Yeah, and people did. I saw that people that are from the Caribbean were criticizing him, and I think rightfully so. And speaking of the Kardashians, I think Kendall Jenner, I think that family is just cultural appropriation. Let's call them the appropriators. But anyway, she it's has like a tequila Avengers. brand. <laughs> it is the appropriators taking, <laughs> snatching from other people's culture to make ourselves more relevant. Love it. Anyway, so um, Kendall Jenner, she has a tequila brand now and it's called 818 Tequila, I think. And I think the area 818 is a place in California, but it's like a lot of Hispanic people were saying that that name and the fact that you're, you know, profiting off of tequila is in a way cultural appropriation. So people were criticizing her for that. So, I mean, appropriation is nothing so, new to them. Well, OK, so that's kind of what I was talking about in my last statement. So because she's not. Hispanic or Latino means that she can't make tequila. Well, I think it's deeper than that. She named it 818. And from my understanding, 818 is like a area code or something that deals with something that's sacred to 
Hispanic people or something like that. I Understood. need to look it up. Uh, no, I'm saying I understand what you're saying there. I'm just saying, you know, for the people that listen, I want them to understand my point of view. So the crux of the problem was people saying, oh, well, she's not Hispanic or Latina. Then she can't make tequila. Then, OK, great. So nobody. So if somebody doesn't have that background. They can't make or enjoy something. That's where I get. That's where I have a problem when the extreme left goes too far on what they deem as appropriation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. I see what you're coming from. I think the argument that people were making is not the fact that she's having a tequila brand. It's naming it 818. Right, right. Understood. Understood. Yeah. If anybody's listening to this, if you ever uh, think that it's gone too far in terms of uh, appropriation talks, let us know so we can discuss it on here. Give us the example. You know, hopefully give us a link so we can go read about it and we're not just taking secondhand information about it. And we'll discuss it on here. We'll talk about it. It'd be important to have a Hispanic person give their side because you say that it's okay for somebody who isn't Mexican to make their own tequila. But what if a Hispanic person or a Mexican person says that it is problematic because tequila is near and dear to you know our culture? So for a white person to take that and try and profit off of it, that's problematic. I wonder if that would be what they would say. I wonder. I don't know. Um, then, yeah. you know. Okay, little kids that aren't white can't have lemonade stands like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the point that that's what gets me. I hate sounding like I'm on the other side of the aisle, but that's the point that that's where that gets me. It's like, okay, cool. Nobody wears jeans, but white people because white people invented denim. Because I don't want we shouldn't appropriate their culture. Right. Like that's that's the kind of things that these arguments make me think. That's how that's the rabbit hole that we're going to end up going down. You know what I mean? Like if your people, if your culture didn't invent this, you can't participate in it. And isn't that the whole opposite of what we have been trying to accomplish in this country that's called itself a melting pot and inclusion and everybody, you know, living harmoniously? Like, yes, I understand that you need to respect and appreciate other people's cultures. Like you said, if you're exploiting it, like what she's doing and allegedly doing and exploiting people and not paying them wages and paying them for their work. And using something that's dear to their culture or tradition to their culture, then, yeah, I'm not for that. I don't know. I think that there's a fine line between appreciation and appropriation. So I think that everybody's allowed to participate as long as they're showing appreciation for a culture that might not be their own. The issue is whenever you're trying to profit off of, you know, somebody else's culture, that's where people are like, nah, you can't do that. Because I don't think I see arguments of people saying that, oh, this culture does this. You're not allowed to do this. I always feel like as long as you're showing appreciation and reverence and respect for a culture, it's usually okay for people to want to emulate some of that. Like, that's the argument that I've always seen. I don't I've never seen people say this culture does this and nobody should be allowed to do it if you're not from this culture. Yeah, I've been on the in in the darkness on Twitter before and seen some of those things but no i agree with you like if you're showing respect for something that's great if you're trying to exploit it then nah i can't get down with that i can't support it that's just where i stand on it you know you know speaking of you saying capitalism won't kill you did you indulge Mm. in prime day (laughs) i did not actually i did not Look what at, was it free at, shipping or something what did they just, have i mean they had a bunch of sales on different things that like you know it's 40 percent off 60 percent off all this crazy stuff um mm-hmm. for a guy who is in need of chargers bad i'm surprised you didn't indulge <laughs> to get yourself a deal 
I'm good. I got me a new laptop, but that wasn't through Amazon. But, you know, I don't need anything. I don't get something until I need it. Like my phone, it works fine. There's no need for me to upgrade. His calls drop all the time, guys, when we're about to record. No, look at this guy. (laughs) That's crazy. When he called me, he (laughs) called me. The person who called you, if the phone disconnects, is because of them. Because Dante, he always likes to flex, but he has Metro PCS. And there's nothing wrong with (laughs) that. It's affordable. (laughs) It's nice. It's, you know, it gets you going. You can call people and text text five texts a month like it does its job so you know we don't blame him for having metro pcs you know it is what it is so that's why the calls dropped and that's okay i understand as a friend i get it i love it i love it that was good that was funny that was funny. I All get right. it. I digress. I don't have Metro, by the way, but <laughs> yeah, that's funny as hell. <laughs> did you indulge? Yeah, I indulged. What? What did you get? I got a lot of stuff like bed sheets and Tupperware and stuff. I wasn't out there like buying gadgets or nothing. Like that. I did buy a pack of chargers. I thought about you and I was like, I ain't going to be out here in these streets like Justin and jiggling this wire that's all frayed <laughs> and stuff and the electric shocks me every time I plug my phone in. So got a new pack of chargers just in case, you know, those 10 foot boys. So you know, just had to to get stock up on the essentials while the sales mm-hmm. were going. But no, I wasn't out good. here like buying weird stuff or buying any of the Amazon spying devices that were on sale because, you know, they were running deals on those dots and echoes and all that stuff. And, you know, segueing, speaking on that, did you know that there's a setting on there that you now have to turn off unless you want your Wi-Fi shared with your neighbors? Mm, I did not know that. See, technology, it's a middle, what did they call it? Something sword, double-edged sword. I said middle-edged sword, y'all. I need to read the book of sayings because I'm terrible at all of these sayings. But anyway, (laughs) um, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me that that's even an option without you having to say yes or no. A lot of these tech companies are collecting your information. That's why Apple has cracked down. And if y'all have been keeping up with the updates, y'all will notice that it'll be like, hey, do you want these apps to know your location and this and that? I turned all of that off. My phone has a fingerprint scanner on there and I have never activated that, not even once. And even on the new computer, it asked me, put your thumb on here. I said, no, no, I'm not doing that. Oh, I'm a big proponent. I remember when I had an iPhone that did that. I was like, hey, use your thumbnail lock. And I said, I think the fuck not. <laughs> what you mean? You know, you're trying to mm-hmm. get all my stuff. Or like on the phone I have now, you could do that facial recognition. I think not. I'm all right. I don't need y'all scanning my face and, and, and uh, giving that shit to the FBI or whoever y'all want to give it to. I'm real good on that. I think I'm just going to keep putting in a, a numerical code. So. so to this day, you still don't do touch ID or face ID? Never have. Nope. Oh, my guy. Never. My had. guy. I might yeah, have been born yesterday, either. but I stayed up all night. OK, you know, Dante, it's so funny that all of these conspiracy theories are scared of a vaccine, but they're willing and able to give all of their information to Apple and Google thumbprint. Oh, that's fine. Vaccine. No face ID. Oh, that's OK. Vaccine. No. Make that make sense. Like y'all are out here being conspiracy theories about vaccines, but y'all are willing to give your thumb away and give your face away. Make that make sense. I can't make it make sense. Um, Different stroke for different folks, man. I gave up on judging people a long time ago. Everybody has their own opinions and you're entitled to opinions. My whole thing is like, let's agree on facts. If we can't agree on facts or basic truths, then we don't need to have no conversation because I don't Mm -hmm. waste my time. You don't argue with fools because from a distance, people can't tell who is who. I'm good. I will keep my comments and my thoughts to myself. Make that make sense. It's just confusing to me how conspiracy theorists think. But like you always say, never argue with fools because from a distance, 
You can never tell who's the fool and who's the one that's not a fool. So I'm not going to argue. I'm just going to put that idea out there so people can think, hmm, that is weird. I don't know. I feel like people are too willing to give away their information for free. That's why whenever websites are like, do you want a cookie? I'm like, no, I don't want cookies. Don't store any cookies. Don't store this and that. Nah, no, 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 no. Or I hate when you download an app and they're like, can we use your location while you're not using an app? It's like, the fuck out my <laughs> for face. What? For what? For what? You about to send people looking for me, motherfucker? Like, no, <laughs> no. I think I downloaded like a, a card game. And they're like, yeah, can we use your location? I'm like, what the fuck you need my location for? It's not like I'm talking about like DoorDash where it's like, okay, you need to know where to deliver this food to. And then right. even so, doesn't make sense. why do you need to know my at my location when I'm not using this app? Because mm-hmm. that's know? the thing. Once you grant permission to these apps, you don't know what you're agreeing to and what they're using their information for. So people have to be careful. Like after this, I'm going to go into my settings and make sure that apps that shouldn't have my location don't have access to my location or any important information for that matter. Billie Eilish needs to be careful. You know, everybody needs to be careful <laughs> with social media. I may be careful and y'all should be careful too. Maybe Michael B. Jordan should use his uh, location thing to go to the Caribbean to see what that uh, party's about. But, you know, right. just saying, no shade, no shade. Bye, guys. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, it means a lot. I'm going to be enjoying this laptop. I let capitalism kill me just this once, but every now and then it's necessary. But mentality wise, my MacBook Pro is my black book from now on. So it is what it is. But thank you guys for listening. If you uh, if you guys want Justin's cash app so you can send him money for a charger, let me know. Um, I'll take donations <laughs> up for it. He <laughs> will. Nah. He has my uh, cash app uh, <laughs> cash tag or whatever it's called. Maybe I'll put a link in the description so y'all can send me some coins. Please, please, oh, man. one coin. And, no, we're not doing this anyway. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. We definitely appreciate the support. Please write in an anonymous question. Leave us a rating review. Uh, subscribe. Go tell your friends to tell their friends about it. But for Justin, I'm Dante. We're Polar Opposites, and we'll catch you next time. See you.